Welcome to Rams Up, your L.A. Rams podcast. We cover just about any SoCal sports team, but our primary focus here is your Los Angeles Rams. You can also check out our YouTube channel for weekly video content. Our YouTube handle is at L.A. Rams Up. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. Welcome back, Ram fans, to Rams Up, your favorite L.A. Rams podcast. Going to get into this Rams-Chiefs game. Got to be really excited about that. Got a four-game losing streak going, and we get to head to Kansas City and try to break it, pick up our first win since that victory over the Carolina Panthers. Let's get it done, right? Everything's lining up for a Rams victory. Just trying to convince myself of these facts. Before we get to our preview of the Rams-Chiefs game, lots of things going on at Rams headquarters. The big news, of course, Daryl Henderson cut. A guy a lot of people viewed as our most dependable and productive running back. Really struggled this year, though. Wasn't really creating yards after contact. He is, however, the Rams' 24th all-time leading rusher. 396 carries, 1,742 yards, 13 TDs, a 4.4 average, just 35 yards per game, though. Good running back, just seems to get banged up a lot, and he's going to be a free agent next year anyways. So the Rams are painting this as sort of kind of doing him a favor, letting him try to sort through that already. And by the way, he has already signed with the Jags. But again, he'll be a free agent next year. Who knows where he'll end up. But I don't think Henderson was very happy with the Rams based on some social media posts by him. But sad to see him go. Good running back. Tough running back. A Ram no more. What does that mean? After all this drama with Cam Akers, it's Henderson that gets cut. A lot of people really surprised by that, as am I, but we really shouldn't be that surprised, right? It could have been either Akers or Henderson. You want to make room for Kyron Williams, obviously. That's what's really going on here. You want Kyron and Akers or Kyron and Henderson. That's really what it came down to. And with Henderson being a free agent next year anyways, let's go with Akers. And I would suspect Ron Rivers will get promoted from the practice squad for this Chiefs game as well. Justin Hollins also cut, basically our third edge rusher after Floyd and Lewis at this point. But where do we go from there as far as edge rushers? And these guys have been really unproductive this year. And by the way, Hollins is also a free agent next year. On the Rams website, Stu Jackson writing that Raheem Morris said, hey, this could mean Michael Hoyt gets more snaps that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh, it, that seems like it'd be more related to Ashawn Robinson's injury, which we'll get to in a second. But someone's going to have to be added as an edge guy. Now, could it be Daniel Hardy coming back from injury, or are they going to elevate one of these two guys on the practice squad, Braden Thomas and Zach Van Valkenburg? Won't know for a couple days, obviously. And there's really been a dearth of information on Daniel Hardy's rehab, if he's ready to go or not. But I suspect one of those three guys will be elevated and Michael Hoyt will get additional snaps. 
And finally, Kendall Blanton waved again. This guy has kept his suitcase packed, I think. He, he was on the practice squad. He was on the active roster. He was released. He was on the Chiefs practice squad. He was signed again to the Rams roster. Uh, back and forth. I hope he was only renting. I'm sure he was. But Kendall Blanton waved again, which is a little odd given this injury report. Tyler Higby day-to-day. We'll get to that in a second. But three guys gone. Daryl Henderson, Justin Hollins, and Kendall Blanton. The big surprise. The biggest surprise, of course, Daryl Henderson. Uh, but him and Hollins, both free agents next year. So it kind of makes a little bit of sense. The injury report from today. Matthew Stafford back in the concussion protocol. He is out against the Chiefs. So what does that mean? That means Bryce Perkins is going to get the start in all likelihood. He's been taking most of the snaps. John Wolford still struggling with that neck injury. He's limited. Ty Naseki day-to-day. Brian Allen still not practicing with that thumb injury. And Matt Skura, another guy that can play center, he is limited with a knee injury as well. And Allen Robinson limited with an ankle injury. And like I said, Tyler Higby day-to-day, I have a feeling the Rams are comfortable that he's going to play, or perhaps they wouldn't have cut Kendall Blanton, right? Just trying to connect the dots here. And on the defensive side, Sean Robinson, torn meniscus, out for the year. And he has been one of our best, well, he's probably been our best run defender. That's a big loss. Someone's going to have to step up. Marquise Copeland would be the first guy up. Michael Hoyt. They got a couple other guys on their practice squad. Someone's probably going to get elevated there as well. And Trevin Howard limited with a hip injury. Chiefs come in pretty healthy. And that's probably a good thing. It seems like the more banged up the opposition is, the better they play or the worse we play. Maybe going up against a really talented and healthy team is going to bring out the best in the Los Angeles Rams. Let's Look at it that way, shall we? A couple of practice squad signings. Quarterback Case Cookus out of T.O. High School. Thousand Oaks High School, Stone's Throw from the Rams camp. I know that area well. Cookus played his college ball at Northern Arizona. He's had shots at making a few rosters. The Giants, Broncos, Vikings, Raiders. And then on to the Edmonton Elks and Philadelphia Stars. And now the Rams. The other guy they signed, center Cole Toner. He's played in 13 games in the NFL with three starts. Stints with the Cardinals, Patriots, Bengals, Chargers, and Texans. He's out of Harvard. Hey, could we bring back Ryan Fitzpatrick? Throw Toner in there for a few snaps at center with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Probably the first center quarterback connection from Harvard to play together in the NFL is my guess. We're starting to get a look at what the Rams' schedule will look like next year. They'll have the home and away with the Seahawks, Niners, and Cardinals, obviously. They will take on the AFC North. They'll get the Browns and Steelers at home, the Bengals and Ravens on the road. They take on the NFC East. They'll get the Eagles and Commanders at home and the Cowboys and Giants on the road. I think having the Cowboys on the road is a good thing. And they will play one team at home from the NFC South, likely the Panthers, but 
that division's kind of a mess, could end up being almost anybody really, except Tampa Bay. And the NFC North and the AFC South, one team from each on the road. Right now, the likely opponents are the Bears and the Texans. So that could work out well for the Rams. That's the one good thing that could come out of this year. They could end up with the fourth place schedule. Not something I'm rooting for, but let's try to look at the bright side, shall we? And before we get to this Rams-Chiefs preview, and that, by the way, will be followed by our Rams Up Straight Up game picks, just a word about the college football playoff. It is so annoying to me. USC beats UCLA. Now they take on Notre Dame and then probably Oregon in a playoff game. And Alabama and LSU last week were playing. Who were they playing? LSU was hosting University of Alabama Birmingham, and, and Alabama was hosting Austin P. Yes, uh, that is how you pronounce it. I had to look it up. Austin P. And you know what the fix for this is? These supposed football powerhouses basically scheduling buys late in the year before things get really tough. Well, Big Ten and Pac-12 teams are taking on real opponents, traveling for tough games. How about this, voters? Treat an LSU win over University of Alabama, Birmingham, the same way you treat USC if they traveled across the country and lost to a school like, I don't know, maybe Virginia. I'll give you a real example. Who do you think got rewarded and dinged for these two results? Utah travels across the country and loses by three to the University of Florida. And then you have LSU and Alabama beating the University of Alabama and Austin P at home in late November. Ding these guys for winning these games, for even scheduling it. LSU has LSU actually climbed in the rankings by beating UAB and Alabama the same. I don't get it. Other teams are losing and they're beating UAB. So you leapfrog over the team that lost to a real opponent. I call BS on that. Alabama especially. They're the eighth ranked team in the country. They have a 9-2 record. And three of those wins, all at home, over Utah State, 55 to nothing, over Louisiana Monroe, 63 to 7, and Austin P, 34 to nothing. And finally, don't forget our YouTube channel. Our YouTube handle is at LA Rams Up, easy to find. And we are also starting an Instagram page. It's in its infancy, just getting it rolling, but it's going to be a great way of sharing short messages, injury reports, trade news, those types of things. Instagram may be a great option given what's going on at Twitter. So check it out. It's Rams Up underscore podcast on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Rams Up underscore podcast. And like I say, we're just getting it rolling. It's going to get better and better. And by the way, if you forget these links, just go to our website, ramsup.com. There's links to both right at the top there. Check it out. Back in a minute with our Rams Chiefs preview. 
DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. And if you're looking for a Week 12 same-game parlay, how about this one? Right now, Texans plus 7 against the Dolphins. The over-under is 45. The Texans have the worst rush defense in the league, giving up 181 yards per game. First of all, I think the Texans plus 7 is a good bet, and I think we're going to go with the under on that point total of 45 for a couple reasons. Both teams are going to try to run the ball. That'll shorten the game. Damian Pierce has a good chance of slicing and dicing this Dolphin defense. So both teams are going to be running the ball. So take the under on the point total. Take the Texans plus seven. And I'm going to say take Mostert over on the rushing yardage. He's going to get plenty of action against this Texans defense. And how about this? If you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code TPPN, place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game, you get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Let's preview this Week 12 game. The Los Angeles Rams visiting the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm really bummed about this. Remember that 2018 game? We'll talk about that in a second. We wanted the Rams and Chiefs to face off in the Super Bowl last year even. That would have been great. We finally get a game with the Chiefs, and the Rams are falling on hard times. This game is really not that attractive at all, especially if you're a Rams fan. I'm sure Chiefs fans are going to go to this game thinking, man, this is going to be fun. And odds are it probably will be. It'll be fun for Kansas City Chiefs fans, not so much for Rams fans. Series record, Chiefs lead seven wins, five losses. The last time they played, I already mentioned it, the greatest game ever played, November 19th, almost on the anniversary there, November 19th, 2018, Rams 54, Chiefs 51. Man, that game at the Coliseum in primetime, it had a special feel to it. 35 points scored in the fourth quarter. Samson Ebicon and Gerald Everett, two TDs apiece. Goff and Mahomes combined for 891 yards passing and 10 TDs. Mahomes had six of those. Tyreek Hill, 250 yards receiving. Mahomes and Goff both lost two fumbles. Head coach, one of the best in the business, Andy Reid, key players. Patrick Mahomes, their quarterback, the best tight end in perhaps the history of the league, Travis Kelsey. We don't want to talk too much about their young center, Creed Humphrey. Rams could have drafted him, and they passed. On the defensive side, Chris Jones still getting after quarterbacks. And Frank Clark and Carlos Dunlap, two ex-Seahawks. Clark along the defensive line. Carlos Dunlap, more of an edge outside linebacker guy. And linebacker Nick Bolton making a name for himself. You'll see him racking up tackles for sure. 
injuries for the Chiefs. The big one is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, questionable, but Isaiah Pacheco has stood in for him. He had 107 yards against the Chargers. Rookie running back. Look out for him. You may not have heard of him, but he's no slouch. He's a good running back. I talked about the Rams injuries in the opening segment, hoping Ty Naseki and Brian Allen can go. Higby day-to-day. Those are the new things the Rams are dealing with. Hopefully Brian Allen can get back, but he is not practicing yet. So the Rams' issues along the offensive line continue. Won't go down that long list of injured offensive linemen. You all know about that by now. Chiefs had a bunch of draft picks last year and a couple of guys already contributing. One is defensive end George Karlaftis out of Purdue, and the other is Sky Moore, the wide receiver out of Western Michigan. Let's look at some team stats offensively. Chiefs are number one in yards per game, 450 yards, mostly through the air, number one pass and attack. This Rams defense could be a good test for them, though. It's going to have to be if the Rams are going to have a chance. Defensively, Chiefs are middle of the pack. They give up 250 yards through the air per game, but they have the fifth toughest run D. So that may not be the best matchup for the Rams. If Stafford is out, Rams are going to have to try to run the ball. Can't see John Wolford or Bryce Perkins doing a lot of damage through the air. Odds, Chiefs by 15. I first saw that and I thought, wow, that's pretty high. But then give it a little bit of thought. You know what? I'm not taking Rams plus 15. I wouldn't touch this bet either way, actually. Hopefully the Rams can keep it close, maybe even pull out a win. But Chiefs by 15 actually sounds about right. Weather's going to be in the upper 40s, might hit 50 degrees and sunny. A little windy, but not enough to be a factor. Team records, Rams come in 3-7 and seven on a four-game losing streak. Chiefs come in 8-2 and two on a four-game winning streak. Their only losses to the Bills and Colts. Here are some four keys to the game. Now, I was a guest on another podcast, and they asked me to share my thoughts on the three things the Rams needed to do to win, and I'm going to reiterate three of those and throw in another one. Here's some key number one. Need a little bit of productivity from the offense. Just a couple of good drives. Two TDs would be nice. 14 points out of our offense. Hey, I'll take 13. Now, that's not going to be enough to win. We're not going to be able to keep pace with this Chiefs offense. That's for sure. But more to come on that. 13 or 14 points from our offense. Is that asking too much? Maybe a little more if our defense gives us some short fields. More on that in a second. Here's some key number two. You know, Brandon Powell has been pretty close to breaking one. Really close, I think. He might be one of the more popular Rams at this point. The passion he plays with. And I tell you, this would be a great game for him to break one. Put seven on the board for the Rams. Special teams pitching in in a big way. And that's what we're going to need. We may need a play like that. If it's not a punt returner, a block kick, something like that. I know. Very wishful thinking over here, but that's what I'm rolling with. A special team score, courtesy of Brandon Powell. That would be nice. Here's some key number three. 
You know, a lot of people have been criticizing the Rams' style of defense, the bend-don't-break, but overall, it has been generally successful. The problem is our offense is getting nothing done, and if your offense is getting nothing done, the bend-don't-break is not a bad approach. Make the other team burn up a lot of time, 14 play drives, and then force a field goal. That is the recipe for success when your offense kind of sucks. The problem is last week we gave up a big play and other weeks we started to give up some touchdowns in the red zone. And that's where it all falls apart. And the other thing that's fallen apart is no takeaways. Not since the Carolina game. Four or five games ago, our last win, right? No takeaways, zero takeaways. We need to be plus two in the takeaway department. We're going to lay back and let Mahomes dump passes off in front of our cornerbacks and safeties and our linebackers. Let's jump one of them. Let's get a takeaway and maybe turn one of them into six quick points. Maybe set up our offense for a short field for an extra touchdown. That's what we need. Hate to say it. We're going to need some magic like this. And for some key number four, kind of already mentioned it. We need to force field goals. We need to make the Chiefs settle for three. Shut them down in the red zone. We should be okay not giving up big plays. We're going to play that bend, don't break, and this could be one game where that's wise, a wise approach. Let's do that, but then let's force field goals. Make the Chiefs settle for three. That'll go a long way to keeping us in this game. Setting up Brandon Powell's punt return, right? And we pull off the win. A lot of wishful thinking over here. Absolutely. That's what it's going to take. Rams can't go toe-to-toe with the Chiefs. They're going to need some help. They're going to need some special plays from the special teams and the defense and just a little bit of productivity from the offense, and they have a chance. And yes, I'm telling you, there is a chance, and that's my prediction. Rams 27, Chiefs 26. Now, in my Rams up straight-up game picks, I go the other way, but I'm allowed to do that. This is my podcast. I'm trying to keep up with a couple other guys in the statistics as far as picking straight-up games. So I'm going to be sensible in my Rams up straight-up game picks. But here, for this segment, Rams 27, Chiefs 26. Time for our week 12 Rams up straight up game picks. And you know what? Last week I did pretty darn good. Or shall I say my special assistant did. I deferred to him, let him make these picks. And But to be honest with you, I think we are in sync on most of these. There was probably one game each where he got it right. I would have gotten it wrong and vice versa. Nonetheless, I went, we went 11 and 3 as did Pete Prisco. So we both gained ground on Mike Florio, who was 10-4, and four, and Lorenzo Reyes, who was 9-5. and five. So the standings right now, Mike still leads the pack with 106 right, followed by Lorenzo, 102. Me and my team, 98, and Pete Prisco, 97. Would have been even a better week if I had picked the Commanders instead of the Texans. I was the only one that got that wrong. And I was the only one that picked the Rams over the Saints. So that's like an automatic ding for me whenever the Rams lose. 
Now, whereas last week was one of the most difficult weeks I've ever seen to pick, and we win 11-3, that's pretty good, this week gets a little bit easier. First game, Bills at Lions. Lions on a three-game winning streak. They're at home, but uh, I think the Bills handle them. And interestingly enough, this will be the Bills' second straight game in Detroit. Having played that game last week in Detroit, due to the snowfall in Buffalo. Giants at Cowboys, obviously a big game when we're talking about playoff seeding and a playoff spot period, perhaps down the road. Giants coming off that loss at home to the Lions and the Cowboys. Smashed the Vikings in Minnesota. So the obvious choice is the Cowboys, and that's my pick. Patriots at the Vikings. Man, the Patriots did such a great job of shutting down the Jets. Defense is really starting to play well. Vikings, that was a dud against the Cowboys defense, but I think the Vikings win this one. Broncos at the Panthers, and this is actually a tough game. I don't think much of the Broncos don't have a high opinion of their quarterback at this time. Panthers, you know, they're kind of up and down, mostly down though. I'm going to take Russell Wilson and the Broncos on the road. Buccaneers at the Browns. Buccaneers and Tom Brady have a lot more to play for than the Browns at this point. I'll take the Bucks. Ravens at Jags. Jags will make a game of it, but the Ravens will win. Texans at the Dolphins. Kind of the same story. The Texans are no pushover, but this Dolphins team is a Super Bowl contender, a serious Super Bowl contender at this point. I'll take the Dolphins. Bears at the Jets. The Jets are a little bit dysfunctional right now. A lot of teammates rolling their eyes at their quarterback. With not a good look last week. Justin Fields tearing it up on the ground. I think the Jets win this, though. This is a big game for the Jets. If their quarterback can't get his act together, they could be in trouble. Bengals at the Titans. This is my game of the week. I could go either way on this. The Bengals still without Jamar Chase, though. Titans will scheme against that defense and come out with a win. Falcons at the Commanders. The winner of this game, a step forward towards the playoffs, perhaps. Commanders are playing really well, especially on defense. I'll take the Commanders. Kyle Pitts is out, but he hasn't really been a big contributor in the first place. Still, I'll take the Commanders. My second game of the week, Chargers at the Cardinals. Cardinals ran into a buzzsaw. The 49ers really hit in stride. The Chargers, they just have been so dinged up at key positions. Played well against the Chiefs, just cannot close the deal against good teams. But I'm going to take the Chargers in this one on the road. Raiders at the Seahawks. You know, if it's in Las Vegas, I take their Raiders. If it's in Seattle, I'll take the Seahawks. So therefore, I'm taking the Seahawks. Rams at Chiefs. What do I got to say about this? Now, my game preview... I'm predicting a Rams win, but in my official Rams up straight up game picks, I can't do it. Can't do it. Can't even say it, but you know how I feel about it. Move on to the next game. Saints at the 49ers. New Orleans defense can be something special. This will be a good test for the 49ers, but I'll take the 49ers. If Jimmy G can avoid making big mistakes, 49ers win. Packers at Eagles. This is not your grandfather's Packers. This is not your 
bothers Packers. It's a mediocre Packer team. I'll take the Eagles. And Steelers at Colts Monday night. Colts led by Jeff Saturday. I'll take them to beat a very mediocre Steelers team. Mediocre teams right now. Mediocre poor teams. Steelers, Packers, Rams. It's a new world in the NFL. Those are my Rams up straight up picks for this week. No help from my special assistant. These are all mine. I'll sink or swim with my own picks this week. That's going to do it for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. Visit our website at ramsup.com. You'll find links to all of our episodes as well as transcriptions. And don't forget about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Till next time, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there. Music courtesy of bensound.com and the YouTube royalty-free music audio library, Crimson Fly by Hama Hama. Hama.